Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's an NBA edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay. I'm your host, Marlon Weiss, joined here with just a kid from Kansas City, Mark Gunnels. Mark, good job by you today. Way to hold it down for everybody. <laughs> hey, man, I try to do what I can. You know, you saw what Giannis said to KD. You know, if you need help learning how to carry, I can teach you the ways. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not verbatim there, but that's pretty much what he said to KD. So, yeah, if you need the help carrying, Martin, just uh, oh. holler at me, man. Oh, thank you for uh, putting the team on your back. And I'll say this, you know, for about five games there, you know, the Lakers traded Russell Westbrook, and it just looked like maybe, just maybe, Anthony Davis may have opened that backpack up big enough to put the rest of the Lakers in it. Four and one without Russ. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, LeBron James heard a pop. And yeah. With that, the uh, I was down on the Lakers from the start of the season. You, you seem to always be down on the Lakers. Well, it's like the, a, a yearly thing with you. I mean, the only time that they have won anything in the postseason with this LeBron era, there was a cataclysmic world shift. Wait, were you down on them that year? No, of course oh, okay. not. Okay. They were great. I mean, yeah, how could you be down? Yeah, <laughs> they were just, making, just making sure, just, just testing right, the waters. But, but but the idea that this Lakers team, it would have been fun to see if they could have somehow gotten into the eighth spot and see just what they did with Denver. But all, at the end of the day, this team is not, to me, a team that was making any noise except for the pop in LeBron's foot. Because as soon as that pop popped, the rest of the season, might as well just pops with them. Well, see, I think you're going a little too far here. I think they still have a chance to get into the eighth spot. If you look at the remaining schedule, they have the fifth easiest remaining schedule. You're going to have D'Lo back most likely, maybe tonight. So possibly he may play tonight against OKC. You have D'Lo, you have Anthony Davis. Last night against Memphis, record on a Wednesday. They were competitive. It took a John Morant scoring 28 points in one quarter to get some separation in that game against the two seed right now in the Western Conference Who's on got, the road. Yeah, Josh has got no worries in the West. So, Well, I mean, I, I think that's a, that's <laughs> I think a different... He does have some worries. That's a different but. conversation. But uh, I, I, I don't think... I think you're writing them off too soon here. If you look at the standings, they're only a game out of the 10th spot, which is all you need to get into the play-in. And guess who's in the 10th spot right now? The reeling New Orleans Pelicans, who's lost four straight. Zion probably will not play again this year. (laughs) This guy. I mean, if you had the 28 (laughs) points from Ja last night, then maybe the New Orleans Hornets, or I'm sorry, New Orleans Pelicans wouldn't be sitting down there. But look at the two teams they're behind. The Blazers and the Pelicans? You're telling me they can't get into the plan? I know you said not the eighth seed, so you didn't say the plan. I want to see where you're at on that. Do you think they make the plan, first of all? First of all, Spaghetti, we should look into a cap of consequences over the Lakers over the next 20-some days. I'm, I'm all in. Because Mark's in, Dave's in, Prather Sal is out, and I'm out as well. So we might have some, there might be something there. Um, but... Uh, no, man. I, this team was going to be fighting to get into, into the play-in reg- regularly. And when you sit there and look at the, uh, <laughs> when you sit there and look at the at the lineup, right? You look at the standings. We're talking about are the Lakers better than Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Houston, New Orleans, Portland, right? Like 
we're not talking about like the top half of the bracket, the top four seeds. How many times do you think that the Sacramento Kings would beat the Lakers if they played seven times? Two, maybe. See, all right. So, we, all right, we have we are completely opposite on this. Yeah, no. You you think the Kings will win that series? I think they'd outscore them. You're, you're assuming LeBron is healthy too, right? No, I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about. This oh, are you Lakers talking about like this right current now? Lakers yeah, team? This current oh, Lakers. that's a different conversation. Then I think the Kings would probably win in seven, yeah, six or seven. I would have probably picked the Kings with LeBron, but I would think that you know, it's just you know, you sit there, you look at it, and the, the way the Western Conference lines up. And I see, I see the argument, right? You, you, I mean, Denver's, what, five and a half, six games up. And then everybody else, after you get to, like, Phoenix, they're all, what, 10 and a half to 13 and a half games back, right? Or 14 games back. Yeah. that You could make that up. It, you know, you have 20-so games remaining, right? You could it, it could be made up. I just don't see the path. You know, like, I, all right, maybe Malik Beasley. Starts, uh, hits 55% from three. Jared Vanderbilt was giving Luka Doncic all type of hell on Sunday. Maybe he's a real wing defender, right? You still got street clothes. That's the You're thing. You still waiting on Anthony Davis to, 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 well, to punch his hospital ticket. Well, he, to be fair, in the last two games, he actually has played really well on both sides of the ball. He had 30 and 15 against Dallas. Against Memphis, he gave you 28 and 19 with five blocks. Martin, do you like that? Does that sound pretty good? So I, I do think he is getting his sea legs under him. The question is, though, can you rely on him to be available over the next 20 games? Because now you desperately need him to be there without LeBron. He has to be the guy. He has to be the apple male. He has to set the tone on both sides of the ball. But... You say you don't see the path, and I just told you the path, and you ignored it. They have the fifth easiest schedule remaining. But that is stink. a real thing. <laughs> That's the problem. With D'Lo, do you, you think they stink? I think, look, the last time. D'Lo is a real player. He's a real basketball player. He's a real guy. And you know what? Like he, you say, he's a guy. And you know what, though? If you had played better down the stretch last year, maybe he'd still be in Minnesota. And they wouldn't have moved for Rudy Gobert and, and completely demolished the good vibes of last season. He was bad in that series. He was terrible he was in that terrible series. In that he was series. the reason, like, I would say he'd point, point at him as the reason why. But they lost that series because the only person who could score the ball was Anthony Edwards for the, for the, uh, well, for the Timberwolves. Cat, Cat, Cat had his moments, too. But primary ball handling yeah, score. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. There's, yeah. There was nobody there. To, to take 8 to 12 minutes off of Anthony Edwards' back. No, that's fair. That's <laughs> that's fair. Not, that's he's fair. A, the person who would have been there, your boy. No, 100%. 100%. So that's kind of like, I, I get I get in it. Yeah, I, oh, don't get back to L.A. And he's all, oh, he's matured now. I'm sure Magic Johnson had a tweet about how, <laughs> you know, you can really tell he's growing up and deleted his Snapchat. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just don't. I think the Lakers were very interesting for about five games. <laughs> but then once LeBron got hurt, cancel Christmas. This thing is over. We're gonna make a. We're gonna do a, a thing, like you said. To uh, we're gonna do a thing. We're gonna figure something out here. Cause I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm on the inside. I know you're out. I'm in. So we're gonna make a bet or something. Something cool. Something funny about this. So I'm. Let's do it. All right. We'll we will square the circle on that. And yeah. Probably bring that up to Silent Dave. The cap of consequences. Let's do it. You know, Mark Mark Gunnels famously. 
had to do the uh, Jackson Mahomes dance, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm due. I'm due for a breakthrough this time. The Jackson Mahomes dance, that was great. I've tried so hard to make it go viral. I texted so many people. <laughs> you sent it to all your group chats? I sent it to, I, I, I even went into a Sports After Dark Twitter space <laughs> and tried to tweet it, but I don't know how. <laughs> so I sent it to Ashley Baker, she never replied. Sports After Dark on Twitter, you can catch Mark Gunnels there. He will be uh, talking all his stuff. You can see that every, uh, what What do you guys do that? I don't even know. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Feels like more. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, per uh, Fantasy Labs NBA, out today. Anthony Davis, out today. So would you like to rescind your Are you your, serious? Uh, would you like to rescind your opinion? Sir? AD is out? According to Sham Sharania, he might know a little thing or two wow, about basketball. Wow, are they punting? Why are they punting on because this Because they stink. Because they stink. They're that a terrible stink. Terrible. This is a must-win game. If that was the case, they should have. He should have sat last night against Memphis because that was a way better team. You're probably gonna lose that game anyway, and you're playing against an OKC team that's right behind you in the standings. Wow, that's yeah. that's deflating. Yeah, that's deflating. Let's get this cap of consequences going. That's, All right, that's really deflating. Now, <laughs> that just took the air out of me. Wow. Well, we were down. At the Super Bowl in Arizona, you stayed a little bit longer than I did, but <laughs> there was a, a a buzz in the air, and it wasn't the Super Bowl. It wasn't the waste management tournament or the golf that was going on, although what it was was the Slim Reaper was traded to Phoenix. He was hurt, Kevin Durant. Hurt. Sight unseen. Everybody's like, wait a minute. The Phoenix Suns owner, the owner Matt Ishiba or Ishibia from Michigan, Michigan State bench warmer, comes in, gets his login ID and password after buying the team and says, you know what I'm going to do? Damn it, I'm trading for Kevin Durant. Sorry. He goes, I'm trading for Kevin Durant. And so now KD makes his debut tonight for the Suns who are in the five sheet right now. But when you look at the gambling odds, have are what second best odds to win the title behind? They're Boston? actually the four seed right now. They're four seed. Yeah, right they're now, a so game. They they're a game ahead of the Warriors and the Clippers. Okay, so they moved into the home court spot. But again, like we said, in the Lakers conversation, they're ten and a half games back. Portland is fourteen games back. So this, all of this, is going to be very fluid, and they'll be jockeying for a position and probably trying to get. You know how it is. You're like, I want this matchup, not that matchup. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of trying to position themselves to play Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the question has to ask, I think you have to ask, how many mid-range jumpers will it take to win a title? Because the Phoenix Suns are putting it to the test. <laughs> I love how you put that there. I didn't even think about that. That's actually a great analogy. It's actually, re- it's not even an analogy. That's reality. Like, I like that a lot. Um, I will say this, though. Circling back to when the trade actually happened. I got off the plane. Not even an hour later, I'm walking into the club. It was a strip club, actually, in Phoenix. A couple of the homies. See, this guy was living a different life than us. But <laughs> I walk into the strip club. Walk into the strip while club. I'm at the door, giving the guy my money to walk in. I get an alert from Shams and Woj. Durant has been traded to Phoenix. I'm thinking, I'm a good luck charm in Phoenix. As soon as I get here, they get Kevin Durant. And at that point, I knew the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. But that's besides the point. I think this is a very seamless fit. Kevin Durant is one of those guys that can fit on any basketball team. 
It's not the, oh, it's Luka and Kyrie. They both need the ball in their hands. How's it going to work? KD doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's a guy that can run off screens, pick and pop. He's a great shooter, like you said, from the mid-range. He can shoot from the outside as well. He's long. He's lanky. He's a guy, especially on that team, when you have a true floor general in Chris Paul, obviously not the same guy like he used to be, but still has the IQ, the smarts of the position to get guys in position. KD's never had this before at point guard. Look at, look at all his point guards he's had. He's had the erratic Russell Westbrook. Then he had Golden State. Steph Curry, not really your true traditional point guard. He plays and, off ball. And Golden State is more. Yeah, and they don't really have a really point guard. Their there, point right? guard at it's that like the time system. Was Draymond Green. Yeah, their point guard is like the system yeah. there, right? Then you go to Brooklyn, Kyrie. He's a shooting guard in a point guard's body. This is going to be the first real point guard KD has ever had. So I'm really curious to see how this dynamic works. Now, especially with Devin Booker, that's the person I'm more concerned about here because he's used to having that high volume and he has games where he shoots himself into a rhythm, right? Kind of like people compare him to Kobe and stuff like that. I don't really buy that comparison, but as far as a rhythm guy, like he may start off slow, but the more shots he gets, the better he he is, right? Kind of like a running back in the fourth quarter. He gets better as the game goes on. Saquon Barkley. Right. Now with KD in the picture, <laughs> seven carries for ten. Years right, right. Then he just pops movies. one for eighty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now with KD in the picture, you're not going to have that high volume there. So that's the guy that I'm looking at. But based off what you just said, yeah, KD's been next to a high volume guy for most of his career. Russ for ten years in Oklahoma City, and then uh, uh, Kyrie for the last three. And I, obviously, like we said, Golden State the system is a system. It's not really. Mm-hmm. Quote, it's not high volume in the same way that we think about it, even though Steph is taking 10 threes a game, mm-hmm. right? Clay's mm-hmm. taking seven threes a game. Yeah, so it, doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. Still, they're still yeah. ostensibly jacking. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it's a yeah. whole bunch of movement, ball movement, back screens. Feels different, right? It's not just you stand there in the corner while I do this. Right. But I, I, I the thing, see, because now with Booker, Beforehand, he was, and he's, he's, I get that he's like 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, but like he is not the apex type of wing that you think of in terms of Paul, like a Paul George or a Kawhi. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, or right, even right. like a younger, like an OG Ananobi, like a guy who is, he is not a take you down to the block. That's not in his game. Right, like, right. Don't get me wrong. He'll spin, turn, fade away from you down there. Yeah. But he's not about to one dribble, two dribble, put you in the rim like some of these other bigger wing players would but he was going to draw the i just keep it with the clippers for now because what they're right they're right with five or six they they very well that very well could be a first round matchup right mm-hmm. um okay but now Kawhi or paul george they got to deal with kevin durant like kevin durant walks in and he's the number one offensive option even though you know whose team it is i don't care but you know who's the off i don't care yeah kevin durant's gonna be he's he walked in the best player yeah right but now i feel like book is just gonna be you know the guy you know he, he goes from being double teamed in a pickup game he might not get guarded in the nba <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like I, like i that's why i say how many mid-range shots because that's the thing i find to be if there was a spot where this fit is as seamless, and again, we'll see the debut tonight, they all want to shoot from the free throw line and elbow. 
Yeah. How many free throw line and elbow <laughs> shots? Like it's in the in the course of the game. Yeah. For we saw, and you think about it, especially in the playoffs, you know things tighten up, and that'll that's a shot that you have to have. Mm-hmm. But you know threes and layups are the name of this game. Yeah. And so you, KD's not is not nearly as explosive as he once was, which doesn't mean that he's not explosive. It's just when you are a, one of the best basketball players of all time, top 10, you know what I'm saying, of all time, you lose a step, okay, now you're top 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he still yeah. has slipped a little bit in that regard. You, It's just waiting for Chris Paul's hamstring to pop because, it's, you know, it's what is it now? It's March 1st. It's got about, what, 15 days left? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? my gosh. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? 15 to 30 days left for that thing until, until you know, we start hearing the reports of a grade oh, one man. hamstring strain. And so that's why this offensive diversity. And I like – it they're they're terrible now, and they're gonna be bad for a minute. But I like Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. And in terms of the Nets, the Nets are terrible. Now. Yeah, they'll yeah, make the yeah. playoffs probably. Yeah, but they I mean they they lost to the to the Alex Caruso Bulls yeah. by half a trillion just the yeah. other day. Yeah, right. They're not a good team. Yeah, they've lost three straight. They're yeah. three and seven in their last ten games. Yeah, they're not good. But Cam Johnson and uh, Mikael Bridges to me seem to be the type of players that can play winning basketball, especially Mikael Bridges. Uh, he, and he kind of felt like a guy when he was in Phoenix, he's like, man, you know, he's kind of the catch and shoot in the corner. But if he had a little bit more opportunity, I feel like, like you you look at a campaign and it's like, he needs no more opportunity. He has every <laughs> opportunity that he needs right here, right now. You looked at Mikael Bridges like, man, if it, but again, he's up there with, competing for shots with Book and, and, and Chris Paul. I'd like to I'd like to see how he's going to play out in uh, in Brooklyn, and I know that's the le- the the least interesting side of the trade, but yeah, I find it because the but, Nets were but, were this before. Yeah, they were like this young upstart Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, you know, fighting for the five seed, you know, trying to get home court advantage yeah. to then eventually get bumped, but they felt good about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there was no good feeling out of Brooklyn. Remember they had D'Lo? Yeah, you feel <laughs> They were dancing on the sidelines and stuff. Exactly. And then you trade for, uh, you know, Kevin Durant and the Grim Reaper. And James Harden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, I'm glad you brought up Mikel Bridges because they did lose a lot defensively on the perimeter. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Even Cam Johnson get after defensively as well. KD's not the same defender that he used to be. Yeah, he was at one point an all-NBA defender uh, from a talent perspective. People forget that, especially in Golden State. And now with these well, injuries. State, he was the big man. Yeah, yeah. And, right, he was rim protecting. So now at this stage of his career with all these injuries piling up, their perimeter defense is a big question mark because now you're going to have Devin Booker out there on the wing. Kevin Durant, who can't move his feet laterally, an old Chris Paul. And then so you're relying on DeAndre Ayton to be the guy to clean things up inside. And we know at times he can be very, very finesse. And to me, that is a concern. And now you lost some depth as well. And you brought up the Chris Paul hamstring thing, right? So now you're, you're, you're really relying on this top-heavy roster to play heavy minutes in the playoffs. I'm talking north of 38, 40 minutes a night. 
because they don't have the depth. Because Cam Johnson was a vital piece. Obviously, Jay Crowder didn't play that much, but he was still part of the trade, who was another 3 and D guy. And then, like, like I said, Mikael Bridges. So they have to stay healthy, and they're going to have to outscore people. Like you said about um, who else are we talking about? The Kings, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the difference is the Kings shoot a lot of threes. <laughs> they got a lot of guys that can shoot some threes outside of Darren Fox on that team. So it's going to be interesting to watch. I know tonight they just play Charlotte, so we won't get too much of a, uh, a litmus test tonight. But I'm looking forward to see how these last 20 games go in Phoenix. You know, and we'll get to this in a minute, but people talk about the load management and guys sitting out and guys not playing and changing overtime rules and stuff. And I'm like, you know, everybody's like, stop, don't do that. Uh, but then I watched LaMelo Ball just break his foot standing there. <laughs> he just did a crossover, and it was a over. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I guess, you know, injuries happen. It's Injuries happen. It's a freak sport. And then, you you know, you got your Lonzo or your Kawhi. It's like you have continual injuries, and they continue to happen because mm-hmm. you continue to play basketball. Like, if you just probably stopped... <laughs> you wouldn't have to generate need, you know, issues. But I don't know if there is an answer, but let's take a quick break and uh, we'll get into the conversation that dominates the NBA, the MVP. The thing about Caesar Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's your key to a whole empire. Hotels, casinos, restaurants, shows, Caesar's Palace. I'm sure you've heard of it. Every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook brings you closer to perks only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays at iconic destinations, app bonuses, merch, show tickets, and many more Caesars rewards perks. So get started today. Register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, Congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. See, Mark Gunnels, this is what I tried to tell y'all last year. 
the best player on the team atop those standings should be the MVP. Like it should have been Giannis Antetokounmpo last year. And because of that, you're going to have Nikola Jokic win three MVPs in a row, who's currently on an eight-game playoff losing streak. (laughs) We'll see what happens this year. But as we were talking about with the Lakers, everybody in America was running to pick the Lakers over the Nuggets in the first round after that 4-1 and start after the trade deadline. I was one of them. Running! So make it make sense to me how this is about to be a three-time... Three-time. A three-time MVP who's never, prior to this year, finished in the top two in his own damn conference. So... <laughs> This is the funny argument, right? Look, so and, I'm sorry because I, I cut my own self off. Because because what you, the conversation should be, if the two-time MVP about to be third is six games up in the Western Conference with 20 left, mm-hmm. we should be talking about how it's their chip to lose. And if that's not the conversation. Uh, I'm going to push back on that part. Two-time MVP. Chip to lose considering when I think the two teams in the East at the top are better than Denver top to bottom. Uh, if you're talking about record, they all have 44 wins. Now, the loss column is a little different, but I think those are the clear three best teams. But I think the top two reside in the Eastern Conference with the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. So I won't go that far to say it's their title to lose or that's what the conversation should be. I think the conversation should be that the Western Conference is theirs to lose. I think that's the better argument there because you did allude to them being six games over the next team uh, behind I'll, them, which I'll, is Memphis. I'll take that. I'll take yeah, that. I think I'll, that's more I'll, fair. I will take that, but that's not the conversation I've heard. What have you heard? Everybody was picking the, one of the worst teams in the West to beat this Denver team. Okay, let's, let's not be disingenuous here. You're talking about the Lakers, right? The Lakers, I don't have to be this judge. I'll look at the standings. There's 14 no. teams. Okay, but, the, but, but Mark, the they're Western clearly Conference. not the same team they were after all the trades they made. They rehauled their whole entire roster. So if they had this whole entire, if they had this roster for the, the entire season, their record would not be this bad. So that is a very disingenuous argument for you to make. And I know you're better than that. They are not the same team. They've made, they have like four or five new guys playing real minutes. When I just noticed Michael Jordan won the MVP in 88, 91, and 92. That 92 season, you remember the 92 Bulls? That's what you know, it's one of the things that they talk about. Yeah. We're not going to be talking about the 2023 Denver Nuggets. If they win a championship, we will. They're not going to win a championship. I'm just saying, but if they do, they're going to win will. it. I don't have them winning it. How far do they, how far do they get out of the West? As things currently sit, I would have them. If they play Portland, they're gonna lose two games. Nah, I think you're. I think they'll they'll win in five. Uh, I think as of right now, as things currently stand, I have them coming out the West, and that's without knowing that LeBron's gonna come back or not, and that's without me seeing KD on Phoenix yet. I think we, I reserved my judgment to change. I think that we. Uh, I reserved. Yeah, I think LeBron's done. 
Okay. I think LeBron. I mean, yeah, be very well could be. So you got the Denver Nuggets coming out the Western Conference. Yes, I do. As of right now. You know what? I appreciate that. That's the accurate and correct take that you should have. That you should have. I'm just serious. If, if, if you're telling me that this guy was the back-to-back MVP because he had no help at all. Jamal Murray's hurt. Michael Porter Jr. is an anti-vaxxer, and he's hurt too. You know what I'm saying? So it's all this type of stuff going through here. Look. If they don't have postseason success this year, to me, they have the most pressure on them. Like, you have the two-time, soon-to-be three-time MVP. Like, the most valuable player in the league. Patrick Mahomes, for example, won the MVP this year. What did you expect him to do in the playoffs? Go crazy. Aaron Rodgers, when he won the back-to-back MVPs, what did everybody say about him? Oh, well, you know what? He's not getting it done in the playoffs. Look at his look at his body language against San Francisco. Yeah. But Jokic, everybody's just like, oh man, his Vorp is great. His Raptor is great. And look at how oh he tries so hard. Look at his arms. Look at the scratches on his arms. You don't see his plus minus numbers? I don't care. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like uh, that's kind of what I was thinking the whole time we were talking about the Lakers when you were bringing up this number and that number. Anthony Davis is scoring this many points and they, they were competitive against Memphis. They lost. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, sure. It's not, it, they degrees to losing, you know what I'm saying? But it's still, they lost. Like, Jokic hasn't been successful. The only time he's had playoff success was in the bubble. Yeah, when they came back against the Clippers down 3-1. And Utah yeah, down they, 3-1. Yeah, and then they went to the, yeah, they lost to the Lakers in the conference finals. They lost to the, the Lakers in the conference finals, yeah. in which and AD played Davis out of his mind was, that series. was dragging this dude up and down the court. And I like watching Jokic play. Sometimes I can't tell. No, Because we every time we had these conversations, you're always on the other side, bashing them. Because it goes like this, man. It's, it's, it reminds me of rap. And there was a period in time, I'll say like, 2010-ish. Nah, I'm out of college by now. Like, like 2015-ish or something around that around that that window. Where everybody was just like, the best three rappers alive were Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. Oh, yeah. That was the consensus. That was just the consensus. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, it, it was just a statement that was said. Like, oh, you know, who's, LeBron spent a million dollars on his body. It's just said. And nobody ever looks it up or yeah. And I was just like, yo, one of these three is not like the other. Yeah. And the answer is J. Cole. And it's like, that's where I'm at with this. It's like, am I denying that Nikola Jokic is a great player? Of course not. First ballot, uh, you know, uh, uh, starting in the All-Star game? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He's top five, six, seven players in the league. But also, if I needed a guy to win a series, he would be fifth or sixth or seventh on the list. I mean, I don't really push back that much on that. So then what are we doing? But at the same time... (laughs) It's a regular season award, Martin. That's one thing I keep trying to get through your head. The playoffs don't have no indication on the MVP regular season award. That's why Giannis absolutely had to get it done. And that's why he, because that he should have the third of this of Jokic's Jokic's first MVP. They got it because voted fatigue for Giannis because you know he had had so much regular season success, but he couldn't turn it in in the playoffs. Am I wrong? And now, I mean, now the guy's a champion, so it looks different now. But 
It's not the, it's, it's, it's the regular season award. They were the sixth seed. They were the three seed. All right, it's a regular season award. Guess what they're doing? Running through the Western Conference. This is a... He elevated his team last year. Do you know who his second best player was a season ago? It was freaking Will Barton or Aaron Gordon, who only averaged 15 points a game. That was the second and third options last year. He averaged 27. Because it wasn't a very good Michael Porter only played nine games. Jamal Murray wasn't even there. And he elevated them in a tough Western Conference. That's the exact same reason. Were you pushing back on Russell Westbrook when he won MVP? Yes. They were a sixth seed, and he, yes. won, and he averaged a triple is, double. Like, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'm, how valuable could he be? They're not winning this, any games. At least you're keeping the same energy. I'm just making <laughs> yes. sure you're keeping the same energy. You got it, like, like, and baseball goes way too far with it with the stats. NBA's trying its hardest to do so. So I'm glad, thank goodness, that Jokic is at least will have home court advantage this playoffs. Uh, as he wins his third MVP. But imagine if you gave the freaking MVP to Spaddy, close your ears, Daniel Jones. Because because they made the playoffs. Because he elevated the roster. Because they got no receivers to throw to. It's like, it's, but like, he doesn't have the stats. Come on. But that's, that's a bad a, argument. It is a ridiculous premise that the team, <laughs> like the MVP can come from a team that is not in the top two. It's got like, like, what are, we, what are we talking about? But anyway, that's the problem. That's why people keep moving the goalposts. And I, I like Pepperidge Farm, I will remember how you got how people have made all these different arguments. And now the fact that Jokic is actually checking the boxes that should matter for MVP, and everybody's just going to act like the last two years didn't happen. Okay, so as we settle on this conversation, I was going to make sure we had this on record. A successful playoff run to you that will make you happy is at least making it to the NBA Finals, coming out the West. I want to see at least a competitive conference final. Okay, so even just making the conference finals. If they go to the conference final and they losing like a and, game and, seven, and they or lose something. in a tight game seven. They lose in a game six where the margin was, you know, you know, one of those couple possessions here. Well, yeah, there. they lose in a game six, but the total margin of point differential right. was like thirty, right? So okay. it's like they lost each game by five points or something like that. They're in each game. I could get with you. Okay. Then I can get with you. Okay. Like I, like what Giannis did last year. Okay. We lost to Boston, uh, but you see him at the end of the game, at, at the end of the Boston uh, series, he's on the bench, just like, oh my god, yeah, I need a beach. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I'm, I'm beat. Like I'm exhausted. I got no gas left in the tank. And that's without his Chris Middletons and the, the Brooke Lopez's and whoever else was hurt for Milwaukee at the time. Well, we'll see. And, and their second round matchup as of right now could be very, very troublesome. Because look who the four and five is right now. They'll either play the Suns or the Warriors as things stand right if now the Warriors in the second round. the Nuggets in the first round and Steph is hosting. It'll be the second round. But yeah. so, well, if, if well, just hey, you know who knows? I mean, as of today, I, I got, things can I got change. But in general, yeah. if the, yeah. I say if the Warriors run into Denver, good luck. If Phoenix runs into Denver, good luck. Secretly, do they have the guards to keep up with Sacramento? No. Was, Sacramento's going to score. But, uh, but Sacramento Sacramento's also going to score 125 points a game. But right? they also play no defense. Too. But how? Do, they can only score two or three points at a time. You know, it's like, you know, I get the no defense thing, but it's not like Sacramento scores 120 points in the playoffs, right? 
They're scoring like what? 130 now? So maybe slow down a little bit? Yeah, we got to assume right. the playoffs, things are going to tighten right. up. Guys are going to play really more hard defense, right? Yeah, so they're averaging 120 points per game. So if they, if they so let's take it to, down to 110, right? Five five less possessions. Does Denver, can Denver score 110 points in yes, the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. Yes, 100%. With Jokic on the floor? 100%. By the end of this season, Michael Jordan... Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Nikola Jokic. That's going to be the list of the three times, the three-time NBA MVPs. In like the words of the three, internet, three in a row. No, it's three-time in general. LeBron has to be on there. LeBron's won four. There you go. Yeah. Well, then LeBron. Yeah. And so, it's just you don't find an outlier there. You don't find a J Cole in your Kendrick. Drake, J. Cole. Well, it's unfair. His his book is still being written, Martin. J. Cole had more albums to rap. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. We we can't we can't write the book on his, his story yet. He's only 28 years old. He's gonna play another 10 years. The way he plays, he plays another 15. He doesn't run or jump. <laughs> Part of the problem. So for me, this was my team that had the most to prove. Post All Star break into this post into the postseason, you have because Jokic has everything to be a pantheon great NBA player besides record, the wins. Right, that's that's what's holding him back. So like playoff wins, sure, yeah, but it's like you know playoff success. So yeah. like that's to me was the the biggest. Sacramento's fun. Jaws cool because he's you know he talks a lot of stuff, but ultimately that team's not real. Uh, Phoenix, but you got Kevin Durant for more time. Golden State's won four championships this decade. The Clippers got some pressure on them there. Dallas, sort of. I mean, especially after you think of making the moves. But to me, they may be in the East Boston after getting there last year, Missoula. But to me, it's number one with a bullet. The Denver Nuggets have got to have a successful show in this postseason. Yeah, I think they definitely have some pressure. There's no doubt about it. I wouldn't say they have the most pressure. I think the Clippers have the most pressure. When you think about the acquisitions they made, Kawhi, PG, they made these, it feels like almost 10 years ago they got these guys together, right? Well, it was the summer league in which Zion Williamson debuted. So just goes to show you. (laughs) That's how long ago that was. Yeah, and they have nothing to show for it besides one Western Conference Finals appearance where Kawhi actually wasn't even a part of. <laughs> it was Paul George and company uh, going on that run there where they beat Utah and then they were competitive against Phoenix in the Conference Finals. I think, you know, you had all the hype of we're the kings of L.A. now. You got all the billboards and things going on with Kawhi, with the the keychain, with the crown on it. You know, all of that noise. Doing commercials was Jack Harlow. Yeah, and you, you haven't even made the finals yet. And the Lakers have won a championship during that period. I think, obviously, these guys are not getting any younger. We know Kawhi's knees are pretty shot. He's playing really good now, but... Their window is closing. They're not going to have too many more opportunities with this current roster. Like I mentioned, these guys are not getting any younger. Kawhi, we know, is not available for half the season. Paul George, we know his playoff makeup and his rap sheet there. Ty Lue. Last year, he, he, last year though, he did kind of 
I should say this. He did not follow his normal pattern, Paul. No, that's fair. That's Last fair. year, I was like, wait a minute. Playoff P? That's fair. Is that you? That's fair. That's fair. But then also, now you add in the big elephant in the room. Russell Westbrook is now part of the picture, right? And he's a guy, obviously, a future Hall of Famer, but he's never won a championship. That's another one that we just say. All the all like Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, Russell Westbrook, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it rolled the tongue so easily too. It's crazy, but yeah, I just think we have all those factors in together, man. I think they have the most pressure considering their window to me is probably the smallest out of the team that you mentioned. Denver, their core is not going anywhere. They're all locked in for another four or five years. Boston, they're all under twenty five. Uh, who else did you mention? Memphis, they're young. The Warriors have already won, so there's not really no pressure there. They won four times. So then in the uh, East, I outside yeah, of, I mean, there's not really. I, I think Philly has some pressure. I do too. When you consider but their roster construction, I think the pressure there is is like okay, we got a guy who, you know, they got to look at, in Philly. They got to look like we have an MVP as well, right? Like we got Joel Embiid. Yeah. We haven't seen we haven't played eight consecutive playoff games or <laughs> what is it 10 playoff games in a row with them yet yeah because they keep losing in the second round yeah I, I think it's still denver and and why elaborate a little bit more considering what i said about the clippers not having this biggest window because they're older denver they're going to be around for the next four to five years Kawhi's already got his chip yeah but what about pg russell westbrook i think and what about just the look. forget Kawhi? I know he went in Toronto, but look at him in LA though. That's a different dynamic. Him as a Clipper, considering like I said, all the hype, all the noise, and everything they did just to acquire him and PG. They gave up a lot of assets, man. I mean, they did. They mortgaged their future. I mean, they did, and you see where you see where they are. You know, I I think that they probably have. I mean, they won the Battle of LA to me. Like, Even though the Lakers won a championship? Bro, I hear that, and I, I respect it. Are you not saying the bubble can't? Are you I'm saying not, the bubble's can't? You one of them guys? Okay, bubble. okay. I'm not an anti-bubble guy okay. because everybody else was in the bubble. Just making sure. But it's they've had, if you, if you take away the championship, which, duh, but consistently – the Clippers have been the better team. It's a weird thing, right? Because yeah. outside of that one title, Lakers yeah. miss the playoffs every other year. They've missed the playoffs every single year. The Clippers... Well, except that year when they played Phoenix. The, the lost Clippers the ended the Utah Jazz. Remember? The, the, oh, uh, yeah. They just ended yeah. that. Yeah. They, they, now they Donovan Mitchell played for another team, go bear play for another team. Like, this Clippers team had some moments throughout it, uh, you know, and then... But uh, it's been a... I'd say it's been a failure. And But when you look at Russ coming and adding to this team. I don't see. Mark Medina said this. I'm stealing it from him. But he said, it's like the plot of Home Alone 2. You know that <laughs> everybody's packed up, ready to go. Yeah. And you're still going to leave Kevin. You know what I'm saying? You still left him. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could do all of this different stuff. Make sure he's in the car. No, you're still going to leave Kevin at the end of the day. Russell Westbrook is still going to leave that guy wide open in the corner in a double overtime game. That You know what I'm saying? At the end of regulation, that then pushed the game to double overtime, even though he had 17, 14, and seven turnovers. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's like he's out there being an active participant. However, sometimes that's not the best. But, you know... I think it's telling that in the fourth quarter in overtime, 
Eric Gordon saw all those minutes instead of Russell Westbrook. I think yeah, that uh, yeah. If yeah. there was ever a person that seemingly could get Russ, Paul George, and so on to cooperate with one another and work together, I think it'd be Ty Lue. That's the one thing that has me thinking the Clippers may not be a disaster with Russ. Here's my thing with the Clippers. You would think based on reputation, you hear Kawhi, you hear PG, you think they're a great defensive team. No, they're not. They're not at all. Like I said, recorded on a Wednesday. I watched the game last night against Minnesota. I've watched a lot of Clippers games as of late. They get beat off the dribble consistently. Like, guards are getting to their spots at will. Kawhi cannot move laterally, laterally the same like he used to. PG, not sure what's going on there. But it all starts at the point of attack. They don't have a point guard that can set the tone defensively at the head of the snake. And then it breaks down their whole entire defense. And they have no rim protection. I'm sorry, Plumley is not going to do it. He's not the guy. So, Zubak is not the guy. How does Rudy Gobert have one first half rebound last night? I don't get it. I don't, I don't know how that happened. And I bet on him. He should have had like 10 and a half. 15 plus. I was like, come on. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I can't believe it. The I Clippers are so small. Can't believe I lost that bet. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Nas Reed out there looking like Shaq. LeBron shouted him out on Twitter. You see that? You know what, LeBron? <laughs> just sit there and watch the games like everybody else. That's what, that's what I got to say to you, pal. Oh! Straight from the desk of Eddie Spaghetti. Actually, let's take a quick break, and I'll get to that right now. All right, Mark. I do want to talk about this new NBA target score rule on overtime. <laughs> and we'll give our lemon pepper parlays in just a moment. But straight from the update desk, Eddie Spaghetti, there's optimism that Golden State Steph Curry will return sometime on next week's three-game road trip, which begins Sunday's first the Lakers. Mm. Warriors play the Thunder on Tuesday and the Grizzlies on Thursday. Steph been out with a lower leg, left lower leg, since February 4th. Eddie, please let's get this cap of consequences for the Lakers because uh, this last hour is just, <laughs> I feel like my odds have increased dramatically in the last hour of recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, the Warriors have actually won three games in a row. Klay Thompson's looking like the old Klay Thompson. No, 30, what, 36 two yeah, nights ago? Yeah, I believe so. And don't forget, they're also without Andrew Wiggins. He's been out because of family uh, personal issues. So Personal issues. Yep. Those are arguably, you know, obviously their best player. Then you could argue Wiggins is second or third. So, I mean, they're a sleeping giant, which is crazy to say for the defending champs, right? The team that's won four championships this decade, as you alluded to earlier. But this West is wide open. Even though I said I would go with Denver as of today, there's no team on here that you full, have full confidence in. They all have their flaws. You would think that back-to-back MVP might have a little confidence in that team. Well, considering, you know, the playoff success in the past, I can't have full confidence. I I bet you can't. I bet you can't. (laughs) So, speaking of Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Clippers, as we were last break, Bleacher Report NBA insider Eric Pincus is reporting Commissioner Adam Silver is considering implementing a target score in overtime. Quote, that would prevent overlong broadcasts and overloading player minutes like Los Angeles Clippers forward Kawhi Leonard playing 46 minutes in a double overtime loss to the Kings on Friday. What do you think about this? It's soft. Oh, God. It's very, very soft. Um, 
we're going way too far into this low management thing. We're leaning way too deep into it. I, I, I don't like it at all. Uh, this kind of gives me vibes of, is this the All-Star game? Are we we're playing an All-Star game in a regular season now? Is that what we're going to be doing? Like how in the fourth quarter, you have a target number to get to? Shout out to Kobe, RIP. Um, yeah, I just don't like it at all. I mean, why? Why, why change it? It, it? It's been working for all these years. The NBA has been around for how long? And we've never had an issue with overtime. So now all of a sudden, because Kawhi's knees are messed up, we're going to change the rules? Is Kawhi going to be in the NBA for the next 20, 30 years? I, I mean, I just don't understand. So I don't like it at all. I think it's really bad for the league. And it, it messes up not only, to me, the integrity of the game. <laughs> the integrity I, I, of the game I, I is a question. It, I think it messes up the integrity of the game. And then also, you, you're messing up with, with stats, right? Because what's the target number going to be? Mm-hmm. 30. 20. 30? That's, that's longer than a regular overtime. They don't even score 20 in overtime. It's only five minutes. Yeah, I don't, man, I don't know what So, I mean, yeah, I, I need to know the number before I can really give my full analysis of it. Let's say it's 15. To me, that doesn't change First much. First to 15 wins. To me, that doesn't change much then. Because if you look at overtime scores, they're normally in that area of scoring yeah, like 15 14. or that's so. Why, that's why I picked 15. It's like generally yeah. the winning team in overtime will have 14 to 17. Yeah, points. so to me, it's what's the point? I kind of like it. I, I, I like it. And is it. this just for the first overtime or is it goes if it goes to multiple? Or well, just, it can't go to it won't oh, go and Well, yeah, I guess. It, yeah, you're, you're right. the target score. Right, right. I like it. I, uh, I'm surprised you liked it. I don't like overtime. As a principle, just in general, I don't, I really, I just don't like it. So you want to end in a tie? <laughs> I almost would prefer it. Really? I almost would. Martin Wise would prefer a tie? Like, I don't hate the way that, NBA, like, the NFL ends games in ties. Like, I don't, it, it is not something that drives me crazy about it. We, they played 60 minutes, or, you know, they played 60, what, 75 minutes at 15-minute overtime, or 10-minute overtime, so, what, 70 minutes? And then, uh... Turned out they were even. Like, obviously, postseason, you know what I'm saying, you gotta, you have to advance. But, yeah, I don't have the biggest problem with it. Like, when I go to see a movie in a movie theater, I started to get mad every every minute past, like, you know, three hours and 15 minutes. So, like, I, I, That's I, a high like, bar. I'll get it. <laughs> see, it wouldn't right. take me that long. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying, it's just like a two-hour, 45-minute movie, and I'm just like, man, this thing has been, all right. Like, I'm just ready to do something else. I could be enjoying what I'm doing, but I'm ready to move on to something else. And in today's day and age, if you want to tell I just anything that makes the regular season matter more in the NBA, I am for. And so if you're telling me that Kawhi can't play on Thursday because he played 47 minutes on Monday, all right, let's make it so that I only ever play 45 minutes ever. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the most you can possibly play in a game ever. You know what I'm saying? 40 minutes ever. Like, we got to make the regular season in this sport matter more than it does now. Then some of the award voting and so on, I've been over there, but, like, some of that, I think, has played a part. You have guys just missing time in general. Whatever can make the regular season matter more. Because you know what matters? in Like, they play primetime games in the NBA every night. But Sunday night football feels like it matters. Thursday night football feels like it matters. 
Like, there's what games feel like they matter in the NBA? The Sunday showcase, maybe? And then last Sunday, it was LeBron, the 13th seed in the West, versus the Mavericks, the 8th seed in the West, or 7th seed in the West. Here's my thing. I don't think it changes that much because out of an 82-game season, how many games are you planning to actually go to overtime? You probably, what, five? Oh, no, I think... I, That's about, like, for each team. Yeah, I'd say more than that. I'd say probably 10. You think each team plays 10 overtime games? I think if you look at overtime records, I think, I mean, obviously, well, 10 will probably be the max. Yeah, that, that seems pretty hefty. <laughs> well, I just, I just look at, you just look at the uh, box scores at the end of the, at the end of each night, one game's going to overtime. Yeah, I mean, but this, it still doesn't move the needle to me. That's what, that's 10% of the season? It's a lot of, how much is guys load managing out of the season? 15%? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, they're, Joel Embiid or whoever, uh, whoever's a load management candidate, Steph Curry, whoever a load management candidate would be, Dame, how, how many games are they sitting out for that? Probably 10%, 15%. It's not, they're not sitting out 30% of the games. Ultimately, this is just a stepping stone to change what you are trying to envision with load management. You have the ultimate plan, which is shortening the schedule. Yeah. That, that's the real action to correcting load management. And making games matter more, like you said. I think you said start on Christmas Day. I would, I would, I've, I've refined it now. Oh, okay. I would start uh, Christmas Eve. Okay. I would have the whole league play Christmas Eve. Okay, and then have like the real showcase. And games then have on showcase Sunday. All right, okay. not, but just showcase Sunday style games okay. on Christmas Day. They still had a Christmas Day vibe. Uh huh. Okay. That's how I would rock. Okay. And just for a reference, I know it's just one team, so it's not the entire league. I looked at the Lakers' schedule. Obviously, 20 games left. So far, they played five overtime games with 20, 20 games left. So you probably figure at that rate, they'll finish with seven. Yeah, give them a couple more. So. But yeah, I, 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 anything that makes the regular season matter more. Anything that, like, if, if you – because is the play in overtime that great? Like, and it's coming off of this – Clippers uh, Kings game, which had a ton of skill and high scoring, but was it great basketball? Were you enjoying yourself watching it? I actually, I did. Yeah, I did. I I, I like seeing high level shot making. Then that's what that gave me. I need some defense out here. <laughs> somebody get in front of somebody, please. <laughs> that's that Detroit background in you, man. That's what that is. Yeah, bad boys, Pistons. You want to see people get knocked out with elbows and stuff. Well, it is professional sports. I do like to see when teams, when guys try. <laughs> All right, Mark, what's your lemon pepper parlay for this week? Well, I had to make an adjustment. I did have Lakers money line before you told me the news tonight. <laughs> so uh, now I'm going with Sixers money line. I got it at minus 110. They're playing the Miami Heat. It's a pick them on the spread. Uh, they just played a couple nights ago. Uh, the Heat stole that game. So I love the Sixers in this revenge spot. Less than 48 hours. And then I'm pairing that with the over on total points for Jason Tatum at 27 and a half against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I got it at minus 127. And you know why? Because his last two games, he has stunk. He hasn't scored 20 points in his last two games. 
which to me, I feel like he's due. Got ejected last week. Yeah. Got yeah. ejected on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I like that. I think he's due. Um, in the two meetings against Cleveland this year, he's averaging 29 points a game. So give me that at 27 and a half and Sixers money line. So I do like Boston. I'm going to take them. I'll take the five on Boston. Uh, I do like Boston. I like, I like Cleveland a lot, though, in general. Mm-hmm. I think that Cleveland is going to be a team in the postseason that's going to cause problems in terms of – we didn't talk about it, but Donovan Mitchell also scored 70 points this season in the flow of the game style like Dame did last time. Like, it wasn't like – Dame yeah. hunted a shot or two at the end, but, I mean, like, realistically – Yeah, it wasn't forced. 65 of them, they needed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, like, right, they right. needed. Right. Um, and I like their bigs, their young bigs, but I do think Boston is a uh, – it goes – the Eastern Conference goes Milwaukee and Boston – and then Philly and Cleveland, and then everybody else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, but for today, I'm taking the five with the Celtics. I do think that your boy bounces back, Jason Tatum, and I'll pair that betting against the Detroit Pistons. I'll take the Chicago Bulls on the spread. The Pistons are horrendous, and Kay Cunningham, the only sign of hope. He's done. Jaden Ivey is figuring it out. He has a chance to be a good player. You know, I think he has a chance to be a good player. Yeah. But that team's really, really bad. Detroit basketball. Well, back when they were doing that, uh, Chauncey <laughs> Billups was playing for them. Now he coaches the Portland Trailblazers. So it's been a minute. <laughs> right. But with that, I think we'll wrap up this edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Mark, any last words? The Lakers are depressing to me. I'd be depressed too if I had picked them to make the playoffs. But I'm still sticking with my plan. He's still standing. I'm He's still strong. Yeah. Remember, it's the. I'm just saying play in, not the playoffs, just the play in. That's all right. They ain't going to be play in nothing <laughs> in this postseason basketball. <laughs>